Hola, buenos dias, hello, welcome to State Road 49. I'm excited, it's New Year's Day. This is State Road 49, an audio program that shares extraordinary stories from everyday people. I'm your host, Aaron Freinberger. I'd like to thank you for joining us. Since today is a holiday, we have a shorter episode for you so you can get back to your friends, your family, or your video games, or your endless feed on Facebook, watching other people enjoy this great day. Yes, it's a holiday. Yes, it's a new year. Here at State Road 49, we're really excited about 2019. Got some great ideas for this year, and we're excited to bring them to you. Keep an eye on your feeds. Don't go away, and we'll see you soon. Okay, in all seriousness, today's episode is from Alyssa Keelan. So it was the summer of 2014, I was, I think I just turned 20 years old, and um, I came home from 10 weeks of camp, and that day I got home, my friend came over, and we hung out all morning, and then she left. I took a nap, and when I woke up, I completely forgot the whole morning, didn't remember hanging out with her at all. So my mom brought me to the hospital and I think I got an MRI that night. I'm not too sure what they did. Nothing really came out of that. That's when my anxiety kind of heightened and I was starting college, my second year of college. Yeah, I was just scared. I didn't really know what to expect or when it was gonna happen again. I know um, school started in September and on my way driving there, I had to like, I ran off the road really quick cause I had no idea where I was or where I was going and I started crying. So I just called my mom and I said, I don't know where I am, I don't know where I'm going, but I took that way to school all the time. So it was really weird that I just completely, my mind went blank. It felt like panic and it was a little foggy, but all I knew was that I had to stop driving. My mother-in-law came and picked me up and then brought me to the hospital again, and I got more tests. My first meeting was immediately two drugs and sent me on my way. Um, about a month taking those pills, I lost 20 pounds, and I weighed 100 pounds, like I'm already small. <laughs> so that affected me a lot, and then my anger heightened a lot to where I was punching myself, I was banging my head against the walls, and I was really mean to people around me, and I felt like I went off the wall a little bit there. In 2010, I had anxiety, so I quit sports back then, but um, I decided that I wasn't gonna let the anxiety 
dictate my life, so I went back into sports and things started, I just started living with anxiety. It didn't really affect me too bad. And then out of nowhere, I remember it felt like a, I don't even know how to explain it. It felt like a motion through my body of immediate panic, and that's all. I don't think he did any more tests. He didn't really ask me any questions. I didn't do a survey. He just gave me the medication. And um, when I came back to him with all the issues of losing weight, all this anger out of nowhere, I said, okay, what are we gonna do next? And he was talking about more medicine. And I said, medicine only comes so far and then comes God. And he stopped me and said, no, then comes more medicine. And he told me I was a train wreck that was gonna deal with this for the rest of my life. And I would just have to learn to deal with it. It was a huge struggle not being in charge of where I was going or what I could do. When was the first time you realized it actually was a seizure? Um, I woke up to my alarm to go to work and I really had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I walked into the bathroom and I went to go sit down on the toilet and that's when it, I blacked out. And then I woke up in my bed an hour later I had wet myself in my bed, and um, I was an hour late for work. I freaked out and left. Later in the day after everything, I came home, and my bathroom was destroyed. I ripped off the uh, shower curtain off of the wall, and um, both of the rugs were messed up, everything in there just looked crazy. And I said, did I do this? I had no, it's crazy that I had no idea what I was doing when I was having seizures. And for some reason, the bathroom always triggered them. Every time I was in the shower, I would just have, like, I would have to lay down because I just felt a huge weight on my chest. And then I would black out, and then I would wake back up. For some reason, a smell would trigger them, a laugh, somebody asking me a question, and it would just start. And I didn't know how to handle certain situations. I think that's when I like backed away from people, but I also had to depend on people. So it was really a confusing time for me. So how often would this happen? I say about probably three times a day. Some days I would go three days without having anything and then seven seizures the next day. I would have like hallucinations almost during them. Um, it's actually really scary in the showers when the hallucin or in the bathroom. For some reason, that bathroom would trigger a hallucination of my friend Katie and my mom. I would see both of them. I don't want to sound crazy, but I would see both of them, and a huge pain would hit my body, like as if um, I was watching one of them die. And I heard a voice asking me, "Which one would you like to die?" and I would hurt like as if I was watching them die. And I know that I, it didn't make sense to me at first either. And I was like, why is this happening? Why do I keep having this awful hallucination, <laughs> I guess. It didn't feel real to me, but it, I was conscious that it wasn't real, but my body hurt as if it was. 
You know, I never believed that that was an actual thing that was going to happen. It never, it scared me when it happened, but I wasn't scared of what I was seeing, if that makes sense. I don't know what I would have done if I didn't turn to God because my support group all decided when I felt a seizure coming on, I had to say the name Jesus. Because I started to get kind of smarter than the seizure. I would feel it coming on and I knew I had to get to somebody as fast as possible. And they would hold my hands and they would talk to me like, all right, Alyssa, just say Jesus. You got this, just say Jesus. And they were there with me the entire time. And um, I guess I would make a worried face and try to say Jesus, but nothing was coming out of my mouth. Um, just movements of my mouth and a worried look on my face and a struggle, like trying to say it, but I just couldn't. But the minute I said Jesus, it was like the weight that was on my chest lifted immediately and I could see again. And it felt like a rush to the floor that Jesus, it's gone, that's it. That's when I realized this is all I have. God is all I have at this point, so I would wake up every morning and say, devil, you are under my feet. God already won the victory of today. I'm not going to worry about what's going to come ahead because I have Jesus right there standing next to me. Are you still on medication? Yes. Okay. So essentially it was called epilepsy for me at that time. And it's been, it'll be three years this June that I've been seizure free. How do you feel every day knowing that you're seizure free? I look back and I almost can't believe that that was who I was as a person and I can't believe that that's what I had to go through because um, it almost feels like it was a lifetime away. It doesn't affect me too much anymore, it just makes me stronger remembering that God really does have a plan for me. I believe that a lot now. It's so hard to remember this time period of my life, and I know it sounds crazy, but I'm so thankful I had these seizures. Um, it turned my whole entire life around. The way I look at it is God saw where I was, and he did not like it. You know, going from drinking and smoking and just doing whatever I wanted, sneaking out, there will come a point when God's going to look at you and he's going to say, this is not who you were supposed to be. And he said, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get her attention. She's too important to just let her continue down this path. And he chose a way that was going to definitely get my attention, get my focus on my support group that I had, um, made me realize how important family was. For him to trust me with this also is what blows my mind, is that he trusted me to take on a physical impairment that took me away from my job, harmed my school a little bit, you know, getting there. It was hopeless at first, but um, it almost was like it was, an, it was a great challenge that started, and I couldn't wait to see what God was going to do that day. Like, felt one coming on. It was a rush to say Jesus and feel it go away. 
God wants you, he's going to get your attention one way or the other. You just have to take your trials and storms with an understanding that you need Jesus more than you need to understand. And at those trials, you need to deepen your relationship with God so much more than what it was before. Because when you do finally overcome that trial, you want to look back and say, I had Jesus by my side the whole time. Once again, that was Alyssa Keelan, who we'd like to thank for sharing her story. And we'd like to thank you for listening. Happy New Year. I'm Aaron Freiberger, and this is State Road 49. by Aaron Freienberger, Matt Willingham, and Garrett Schultz. It is executive produced by the Heartland Christian Center. Visit their website at hcc3d.com. That is hcc3d.com. This episode was recorded, edited, and mixed by Garrett Schultz. Music by Thomas Kilabas. For more information about the program, visit us at facebook.com slash stateroad49. This program was produced in Valparaiso, Indiana.